Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yoda Speed, it's a sport of take two. We had some technical difficulties, as we always do. I'm Brandon. John's here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. Stuart? It's recording. I can see the little thing going. Oh, it got the little spikes where my voice is, and it's got the little counter on the bottom that indicates time great. and temperature. It's great. Good, good temperature. And we've got a special yeah. guest, our beloved Chicken Finger 69 is back. Hello, Chicken. I'm here, Brandon. Before we pressed record, I was about to tell a story, and then I stopped. <laughs> we saved it for, um, for, for the podcast. Then uh-huh. you, we started the podcast. You introduced me. And I started telling yep. it. And then Stu had technical difficulties and stopped me. I'm not doing it a third time. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. It's, it's <laughs> Time has passed. It wasn't that great of a story to begin with. I'm not doing it. So uh, I'm just going to say hello. Much, so. uh, it's, I'm going to say hello, and we'll leave it at that. That's it. You want? Should we talk sports? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, last week in this space, um, Chicken, you weren't here, but I trust that you listened to it and took notes, although we didn't get any, you didn't yell at any of us, so I wonder if maybe you uh, maybe didn't listen last week. But just to catch you up in case you missed it, uh, there were, uh, there was one, uh, I'll call him a hate ass hater, John Marthaler, who didn't think that the Minnesota Vikings could win last week. Yeah, and just so to I, review, I did what I predicted best. was... A thirteen to nothing loss in which the Saints kicked three field goals and also sacked the Vikings for two safeties. That was yeah. my prediction. I was a little bit off. So I, you started out as a, as a twenty point loss. I tried to get you over to our side, the good side of the heroes and the champs, and uh, and you got over to thirteen. So that was the best we could do. But uh, in any event. Um, I was a believer, you were a hater, so I'd like to open up the floor here for your apology. Great, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. That's the same, that's the best apology uh, I've ever gotten. I think our lesson last week is uh, pushing off works. It's good. We should do it more. Come on. Oh, that's you ridiculous. Piece of shit. That's a ridiculous thing. Fuck you. Ridiculous. <laughs> you. You piece of, sh- of literal shit. It was good. Piece it was a good push-up. Human it was a perfect push-up. It was effective. It actually worked, Clean. but not so egregious. Clean. That it wasn't. It was a little hand-checking. 
The, 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 you, I you'll had, have to. You'll have to. I had confidence. Excuse me, Brandon. You'll have to excuse me. I didn't see Williams turn around. Did you? Did Did he ever make a play for? Did he ever turn around once? I didn't see much. He couldn't yet turn another around. Williams he couldn't turn around because he was holding on to Rudolph's jersey half the time. So I mean, it's not like he can turn around and hold somebody at the same time. Every two years, we ruin the life of a guy named Williams on the Saints. He fuck, he's holding do. on like a cat holding onto a tree, like just for mm-hmm. dear life. They need they would need a fireman to get a fucking you know, ladder and tear him off of Rudolph. It was a fun game. It was a great game. It was a perfect amount of drama and nerves. Now I have a little bit less of um, dread watching the Vikings as you guys do. So this one felt really good to me because because it felt like our win expectancy was always pretty pretty high. Like it was never actual disaster, um, at least from where from from my mindset. But it was still super dramatic and really 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 exciting. I loved every second of it. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. In fact, it was so much fun. I started thinking, how many wins in the playoffs have been better than this for the Vikings? Hmm. So um, I actually went and did a little bit of research. Do you want me to? Uh, do you want me to walk through some of my findings? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Um, thanks, Are you going to tell more lies about the Vikings pushing off? That's right. <laughs> if you are, then don't. No then stop. Lies. Let's I'm, move on. I'm to not doing else. this to troll you. Okay. I'm if you say something bad okay. about Anthony Carter, I'm going to do something with your track lighting in the basement that will disturb you. <laughs> 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 nope. I will say nothing bad about Anthony Carter. So here's what I did. I went and looked up all of our playoff, and I'm going to use our loosely, the Vikings, all of our playoff wins uh, in history. And ranked them in order of best wins to just the least fun. They're all good, right? Um, and I cut it off at 1985. So this has to be 85 or later. Because you can't remember anything before 1985? Correct. Also, I did some research, and I think before 1985, uh, the NFL really sucked. It was stupid. <laughs> it was right. not that popular. The I looked up uh, Fran Tarkenton, who's like amazing, right? One of the games to go to the Super Bowl, he will he was twelve for twenty seven <laughs> for one hundred and forty three yards and a pick. <laughs> and then another game that was a big win for us, Chuck Foreman fumbled three times and they had like two hundred and seventy five yards of offense. It just was a different game. It was not that great. One game in nineteen eighty, Tommy Kramer had five interceptions in one game. So it just it was it was different. So it's nineteen eighty five is the cutoff. That's the rule. Okay. Uh, so there, we have. Do you know how many playoff wins we have since 1985? I'm gonna say it 19. Feels, it feels like two. I think about two. <laughs> you, you guys are almost exactly halfway between. It's 11. 11 right. wins. Okay. So number 11. Again, these are all good wins because they're wins. Number 11, 1988. We beat the Rams 28 to 17. We were favorites. The other team, both teams, had like 300 yards of offense. Stu, you maybe th- remember this. Chicken, you may as well. Something called Allen Rice had 80 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Mm-hmm. Had a touchdown. Rice. Joey Brown had two picks. Allen Rice out of Baylor. They got their asses kicked by San Francisco the next week. So ho hum, victory yeah. looked pretty boring. So that's number 11. Okay, number 10, 2000. 
They beat the Saints at home. It was 34 to 16. It was never really a game. Vikes were huge favorites. This was the best players for the Saints were Aaron Brooks and Ricky Williams. Mm-hmm. So they were bad. And uh, the next week was 41 Donuts. So that just felt like a not a great win either. Okay. The ninth best win, 1999. Jeff George beat a shitty Cowboys team 27 to 10. And then he was murdered, as were the rest of the Vikings, by the Rams the following week. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2009, Cowboys, 34-3. This was the Brett Favre game. Do you remember this? Vikings that was a great game. Much. It was a really I enjoyed, fun game. It was I enjoyed a, every second of that beating. They kicked the shit out of them. It was super really cool. Did. And I, what I forgot about this was the Vikings were only favored by three. The Cowboys were really good that year. Yeah. I think every one of the uh, – as um, we saw – Last week, I think everyone on the pregame show picked the Cowboys to win that game. Right. Yeah. So this is when we're getting into, like, pretty fun games. This was good. Okay. I just want to state for the record that I remember that number 11 game in 1988, and I enjoyed every minute of that one, too. If we have, I mean, there's 11 playoff wins in, like, all of our lifetimes, all of our remembering lifetimes. So They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. Every one of these is to be cherished. Okay, so we may – I don't know what to think about this one. I barely remember it. I'm going to need a we – can, we can maybe re-rank them in a little bit. But for number seven, I put the 1997 playoffs when the Vikings beat the Giants 23-22. to Okay, this now was, you're crazy. Is that this the was punt? On is that the Denny one where he was like, no, I, I yes. planned that all along? Denny. <laughs> yes, Denny's it was crazy. insane. I have no idea what to think about this one because they were not that great. This was the year before Moss, so they were like, okay, but the Giants sucked too, and they got the onsides kick to Chris Walsh. So it's like a super dramatic and really fun, but also I feel like people were just annoyed with it again, wasn't fun. Green at the time. So I, I don't recall it being fun. My recollection at the end was like there's like the YouTube video of the guy that falls off of the ocean boat. Like he's swept off of the ocean boat and the, out into the ocean, and then the next wave brings the boat down and scoops him right back up out of the ocean, and he lands right back <laughs> on the boat where he was. Like, oh, that guy's fucked. And nope, somehow amazingly, he's, he's right, right back there. on the boat, and you're like, Hot, wait, that wasn't it's true. fun. It was more like, how did they? Win? It was it utterly, happened. it was utterly mystifying. If the guy then acted like, yep. Planned on doing that all along. That the, the boat guy. That's Denny Green. That was Denny yeah. Green. Just just a review for people who don't remember this game. The Vikings were down twenty two to thirteen with six minutes to go and punted the ball away. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, somehow we'll it got it back, <laughs> kicked a field goal, scored another touchdown, which as I recall correctly. Jake Reed caught a pass, barely got his feet into the end zone, and I think he still is buried in the the padding at the end of Giant Stadium <laughs> because he was going so crazily out of control yeah. that somehow the replay still said that he had his feet inbounds. But from what we know just... about win probability and all that now, even after the win, Denny Green would have been fired the next month, <laughs> yeah. <that> move, right? <laughs> It they just, had a new none, coach in between playoff victories. None of it made any sense, and somehow they won. And I, I have to imagine that there's a Giants podcast right now discussing <laughs> the all-time worst losses in Giants history, and that has to be on the list because there's no way to lose a game like that. Only 
the Glenn Mason Gophers and the Giants that year can lose games like that. Right. So I don't know that it gets points for drama and the mm-hmm. craziness. I'm sure, but I don't know. I, I just wasn't sure where to put it. So no, put you it prefaced seven. it by enjoyable, and that's why I bring it up. Is no, I think right. it's properly ranked because it wasn't enjoyable. It was ju- it was confounding. It was. Yeah. Okay. If you're going memorable, it's probably yeah. in the top three. But True. right. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see. 1987. Uh, this is the the number six rank best playoff victory ever, according to me. 1987. The Vikings uh, beat the Saints forty-four to ten. Um, I don't remember this; a little bit too young. Uh, but what I figured <laughs> out was we were seven-point underdogs, so very similar to this year. Uh, but it was actually just a piss pounding. It was thirty-one to ten at halftime. The Saints that- had a hundred forty-nine total yards for the game. Like that is yeah. just like the wrong, like a like a college team showed up. The Saints turned the ball over like 49 times in that game, too. This guy yeah. named Bobby A. Bear, Bob he was A-Bear. their quarterback. Yep. Bob A. Bear got pulled. Bob. They put in a new guy, his backup. His name was Dave Wilson. He went <laughs> two for 12 with two interceptions. <laughs> not a great day for Dave. If your name is Dave Wilson, that is going to be your quarterback line. It does not matter at what level of the sport you play. If you're Dave Wilson and you're putting a quarterback, you're going to struggle. That was written Um, when you were born. If I recall correctly, Tommy Kramer got either hurt or yanked at the start of that game, too, and Wade Wilson came in. That was the the postseason of Whiskey Wade. Uh, Yeah, and Hassan Jones caught a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Um and I think a lot of the, the reason the Vikings were underdogs, like um, they barely got into the playoffs because that was the strike year. And they fielded yes. the worst possible scab team. I mean, they just had like, it was like 45 Chris Lindahls on their team, basically. It was all like, you know, <laughs> just realtors and butchers and you know bus drivers. They were just a horrible, horrible replacement team. And uh, so they were really coaching the team. Jerry Burns played guard, yeah. both ways, <laughs> nose were, guard and offensive guard. But the actual the actual team itself obviously was very good. They were a Darren Nelson drop away from the Super Bowl. So yeah, it was it was a very fun postseason. Yeah, that was it was weird because of the strike because they lost all their strike games because they were terrible. But they were pretty good apart from the strike. But they backed into the playoffs. And then nobody really gave them any chance because they were eight and eight or eight and seven or whatever they ended that year. It ended with that record that year, and so it was a pretty good team disguised as a team that was just happy to be there. And then they just absolutely murdered the Saints in that game. And the Saints turned the ball over a million times. I think Anthony Carter returned a punt for a touchdown, if I remember right. Yep, that shit was just crazier back then. There were so many like games. I remember as a kid, where all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, this could be kind of a fun game," and then it ends up being like fifty-nine to three. You know, it just it doesn't really seem to happen much anymore. But this was certainly one of them. It's just a wild sport back then. Okay, moving on. Now we're in the top five. And again, I could be wrong about this. The fifth, I put the nineteen ninety-eight season, uh, the cursed season. Mm-hmm. Um, when we beat the Cardinals 41 to 21, uh, we were 16 and a half point favorites. I just remember being like, what an amazing season this all is. So again, low drama because they really just kicked the shit out of a pretty bad team. Uh, 41, 21 is not even uh, telling the story. It was something like 
34 to three or something for most or uh, seven for most of the game. So, but I feel like that was a really, really fun, easy victory. So I put that top five. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that 44 to 10 over the saints was more fun, but um, that's where I placed it. I think that one would have been my number 11, just because my memory of that game was like, yeah, why are we, why are they even playing that game? <sighs> yeah. And why just... even bother playing it? The Vikings are the best football team in the history of the world. Nothing could possibly go wrong. I think I'm trying to just judge, like, what would have been the most fun? It was enjoyable. It had, was like, enjo- that team was enjoyable. You had a party, a football party, to watch the game where this is maybe the ranking order. Maybe that's how, the way I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. Because I think that would, that's yeah, fair. that was probably a blast. That was an absolute blast. That entire season, right up until it wasn't, was, mm-hmm. a, was a blast. Okay. Uh, and I have last Sundays as the fourth best victory of our of our team's uh, history. Go on, it was counselor, overtime. but you're, you're on thin ice, but go on, counselor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have it as more fun than the rest of those because it was overtime and it was a victory. It's a pretty fun. They were big underdogs, which is also huge. And again, I think the factor for me was a ton of drama, but it never felt like, oh my God, they're blowing it. We're cursed. These guys are such idiots. There's no... You know, there was some shit that happened. Uh, it was intense, but it always felt like we're in this. We're going to be okay. You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of doomsday thinking just because, like, oh, we've blown worse things in the past, which is true for us uh, and any team, I suppose. But um, just really fun and an overtime victory. Like, none of the other ones uh, that I have here were overtime victories. That's crazy. It was so fun. And not only overtime, but just to get the ball and win, that was good. I liked it. That's So I have it fourth. Do you think that's too high or too low? I think if I'm thinking of the other three, I think you've got it about right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, I will go through the last three and then you can tell me. Maybe at the end you can tell me how I'm craziest because, John, I already know how you think I'm craziest. I have that 1998 okay. top five. I shouldn't. Okay. Uh, the uh, I'm third. I'm going to interject really quick. Sorry. Um, yeah. The I did not get to see the second half of the of this game, of the, the most recent mm game i only saw the first half um so my opinion on it will be um biased in the sense that i didn't get to see the overtime victory i will tell tell you what happened i was i saw the first half in a bar um then the second half had to coach a a hockey game um so we played that we're playing this hockey game and, and we're beating up on this other team kind of bad and when you when you're winning in youth hockey they start running time. They don't. They don't stop the clock at whistles. So there's running time. It's right. Kind if of, it's over a certain amount of it's five or more goals, goals there's no point. Yeah. Five goals. So the okay. game is kind of you know there's not a lot of noise. You know the crowd is kind of lulled to sleep. Um, nobody's making any noise, and it's it's late in the third period, and we take a penalty, and it was a, a good call. Our guy tripped their guy. So our our guy does he he does the trip. The ref puts his hand in the air the whistle is blown and our the parents our parents in the crowd go ape shit like cheering <laughs> like what, what the, and i'm looking at him like, what the fuck is going on they all start jumping up and down and screaming Chest all the kids bumps. stop the refs stop all the kids stop they look up at our our parents i'm i stop and look at them 
And I finally figured out, oh, oh I said, okay, now I understand what the hell's going I see the one mom, like, holding a, a phone in her hand, and they're bouncing up and down. But that's uh, that's how yeah. I'll always remember this this hockey game is for a brief second going, what in the fuck are our drunken parents <laughs> thinking? What? Now, <laughs> if I remember right, you had a similar to another one on this list that hopefully you can tell us when we get to that one, too. Uh, kind of a funny, not just sitting on your couch like most of us experience watching it. So um, we'll see if I remember. But we'll that, get yeah. to that. Okay. Okay. Number three, two thousand four, we beat the Packers. Tice was our coach. Mm-hmm. We were big underdogs by a touchdown. Randy Moss had two TDs. Awesome game. Of course, it gets points because Moss was involved, and I'm, I mean, all of us love the Moss years. Mm-hmm. And we were underdogs, but the most important thing, obviously, was they beat the Packers, which mm-hmm. is awesome. That's, so That's awesome. what I have as number three. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, number two, 1987. Stu, you remember this one? Yep. 11-point underdogs. 11 points. That's insane over the 49ers. And they yeah, killed the, them. Yeah, the Montana Rice Niners. Bill Walsh. The Montana Rice Niners. Montana. Like the, the guys. And, and it wasn't Montana like got some, pulled. Yeah. Beat Montana the shit got yeah. out of them. <laughs> yep. They yanked Montana in that game. <laughs> Amazing. It was that never was, close. No. I mean, Anthony Carter, I mean, until Randy Moss, I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver do anything like he did. They just, they had no answer for him. And, I mean, Millard and Dolman were just killing Montana. I mean, it was, it was, was not close and nobody saw it coming. I mean, like, you know, they had, to 10 in the third. It was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone amazing. was very happy with the Saints game, but it's like, well, they still got to take on the Niners. And, yeah, they it was, yeah, until number one on your list, it was the best Vikings playoff game of my lifetime. So the game was played yeah. in San Francisco. Stu, do you think the reason the Vikings played so well in that particular game, and, and especially Dolman and, and Millard, is that um, – in California, the cocaine is just that pure. Like, it's a different level of cocaine. <laughs> they all had hit um, their sweet spot there, too. They knew how much to take. You know, they had done it for enough years, but they sure. hadn't, like, gotten too addicted to it. 87 was really, like, we're all very good at doing mm-hmm. cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the dealers could afford rent still because it hadn't really gotten teched out yet. So. <laughs> <The> justification. <laughs> and been pushed out into the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just, I don't, I'm theorizing. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. Yeah. We're just Man, brainstorming. That, yeah, that We're was, not recording, obviously. Yeah, that, it was really fun. Number one with a bullet, Minneapolis Miracle, Diggs Catch. Yep. Um, yeah, there's nothing that even remotely compares to that. And in all likelihood, we'll not ever get close to that ever again. I mean, people who... We care. People who had no interest really at all, like our wives, moms, etc., were like crying. <laughs> that just <laughs> there's never really been any drama like that. So, um, so that's the list, and that's an easy number one. Yeah. Now, chicken, were you were you out and about during that one as well? That one, yeah, you're right. That that one, I was at the Irish uh, Sports Dome. So inside of that, they've got like batting cages and soccer fields and. Um, <coughs> One yeah. tiny, little tiny television in the lobby, and by the end of it, you had all of the soccer players, all of the baseball players, the dads, the moms, 
I, a couple hundred, I don't know, gathered around this tiny television. Though, you know, the, normally in a sports dome is just all this activity all over the place, right? Every little nook and cranny in January is filled with everyone's doing moving. some activity. Yeah, and it was just yep, pure. Um, there was no motion for you know a few seconds, and then just pandemonium when that catch happened. Uh, the place just went eight. The kids were throwing their gloves. The people were just running. And screaming, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's an easy number one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, that's, that's my list. Yeah, I think all. I mean, I would just your arbitrary uh, uh, start point. Um, I would have to put a couple of games somewhere else, like probably below the top three. Um, the uh, seventy-six and seventy-seven games against the Rams. Um, 76 because I sent him to the Super Bowl and it was on my brother's fifth birthday the day after Christmas. I remember that one because that was at that was at Met Stadium and Bobby Bryant blocked a kick in the first quarter and I don't think they trailed mm-hmm. after that. Um, and it was like four degrees out, so it was super super heckin' cold. See, I didn't even swear in front of my daughter that time. That was pretty cool. Um, and then the year after that was the Mud Bowl. That was um, Bob Lee was the quarterback because. Some guy from the Bengals like completely blew up Fran Tarkenton's head, like in November. <clears throat> so Bob Lee had to do it, and it was like a pouring, a downpour in Los Angeles. And the game is on YouTube, and like it was just it was boring as hell. And I think it went only lasted like two hours because I mean it was just all running because I think the final was fourteen to seven. And the highlight of the game is if the end of it, the CBS crew turns to the celebrities in the crowd, and there's O.J. Simpson watching the game with two women on his at his side, and and the, the cocaine was flowing. Sure. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, really fresh. So the, and yeah, so I remember those two things quite clearly from, since again, I'm a thousand years old. So I would put them somewhere, if you kick it back ten years, throw those somewhere in the top seven or eight, too. Gotcha. But really, the top three, they'll feel like they, the 87 Niners, the Packers in 04, and then the Minneapolis Miracle feel like mm-hmm. really good, crazy, memorable things. Yeah. 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 If, the, if, the, if yeah, last week's game leads to anything else, maybe that'll get moved up a little bit. But, you know, we're, we're, we're on to San Francisco, guys. We are on to San Francisco. Um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a very similar, you know, the line on the game is, se- I think, seven or eight, very similar oh, to what it was. Thank in- God. I mean, that gives me the most hope for them actually pulling it off because, again, we talked about the Zimmer red ass factor last week. He loves this shit. And he also, like, I mean, he dialed up the best, you know, defense of the year last week just by the dumbest, easiest thing is, well, let's see, they have two really good tackles, so we're going to move our two really good outside guys inside. And they couldn't, didn't figure it out until the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, I mean, just I mean, the simplest, the simplest guy, like, it's just like Cousins play action, the simplest, easiest thing, and people can't figure it out. So, um, and again, the Zimmer red ass thing is like, he's like, oh, we're underdogs again. And he just seems to feed off of that. The guys feed off of him. And, God, that was the most K-Fan I've ever sounded. The guys feed off him. Sorry about that, everybody. You didn't 
Wow. You don't, you, you don't download to hear me talk like that. You, you download for the Father John Misty references as they pertain to the Minnesota designated hitter. Um, but yeah, I, I am. I think it's a coin flip. Um, San Francisco is really legitimately, I think they're the number one seed for a reason. But yeah, Vikings could probably win that game. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, was it last week? I think, Stu, you were the one that pointed out that um, for some reason, uh, the Vikings defense plays Drew Brees really well. Yeah. Like, he just it has never really done year. that. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's necessarily a Brees thing in the playoffs or or what, but um, I'm certainly not scared of Jimmy Garopp's. He is, uh, no. he's been fine. He's, like, he's... Uh, He's essentially, I looked up QBR, he is almost mathematically uh, the same exact quarterback as Cousins. So there's no yeah. like advantage there quarterback-wise. So that's not really a thing. And um, they're skill position guys. George Kittle is good. Kittle's fantastic. Um, John, He's amazing, but our linebackers yeah, are like really good, right? Aren't we known as yeah. having so, you know. If, health, if healthy. Um, question for John. Uh, was George Kittle halfway this good at Iowa? <laughs> I think the real upset is that George Kittle didn't play guard in the 1980s NFL. He's just, I can I just mean... picture a guy named George Kittle with a flowing handlebar mustache being pictured on a football card in the 1988 top set. I mean, I know perfect. the only thing the only thing Kirk Ferentz likes are like you know is punting at four, on fourth and two from the opponent's twenty nine yard line. That's his thing. <laughs> that's the. It's not about cooking up tight ends. <laughs> that's the thing about college football at Iowa is you have no idea whether any of the players are any good or not because they got Iowa all over them, and the same applies to any other college football team that goes to Iowa City to play Iowa. God, I fucking you could, hate Iowa. You could put. <laughs> you could put the 40 if, if the 49ers and the Vikings played this game in Iowa City at Kinnick, it would end 13 to 6. I don't know who would win, but it would 13 to 6. All field goals, 14 turnovers, 7 for each team, two block punts. It would just be an affront to the game of football because that's what happens in Iowa City. <laughs> you know what, John? I think I have a theory that Iowa purposely set up their tradition just to piss me off in the sense that <laughs> I I won't I have no problem making fun of really any school and especially I, I really enjoy making fun of Big Ten school. You know, like Wisconsin's jump jump around. Fuck that. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid and the, it's amazing that the stadium doesn't collapse and Asking um, an entire state that can't jump to jump is funny. <laughs> it's just the irony. I think Iowa sat there and said, okay, we got this dipshit in Minnesota named Chicken Fingers 69 that makes fun of Big Ten football traditions. What can we do to test this motherfucker and see if he will, if he will make fun of us? How about we start with sick children in a hospital? Let's start there. <laughs> let's see if that motherfucker will make fun of that. Then let's let's wave at those sick children. That's what we'll do. We'll wave at them and see. Make fun of that bitch. That's what they. That's what they've thought up. And I can't do it. I'm not going to do that. They got me. They got you. 
Box. Anyways. No, I mean it's yeah, it's yeah, Box you can't 10, do it. Yeah, you can't do anything with it. It's 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 so perfectly humane and you know, <laughs> it's Tom Rinaldi <laughs> just cries the minute, you know, he sees a story about it and yeah, it's it's you can't touch it and it's No. It's, yeah, but it's deep. Tom Rinaldi cry Tom Rinaldi cries when he sees a banana at the grocery store that's not as part of a bunch anymore. That's true. <laughs> Today at this Piggly oh, Weekly, one banana. banana stood alone. <laughs> Tinkly piano music. <laughs> oh, we, we got off track. I'm chicken. sorry. George Kittle. Ch- chicken, how are you feeling about the game? Feeling good? Oh, they're going to lose. No, they're good. Vikings are going to lose by so much. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you worried? They're they're crisp. Their defense is good. Kirk Cousins is going to turn it turn into a mere mortal. Uh, what like that? What happened last time that they uh, won an unexpected playoff game late? Um, they they had an excuse me an unexpected playoff victory late. Right. That was exciting. What what happened the next week? I mean, it's that's oh. a lot. To, it's a lot to overcome, guys. It I just great. it wasn't great. I did I did realize last week that what this does mean is if the Vikings do win on Saturday, then we got another NFC championship game coming, and I am in no way mentally prepared to deal with that. Is it oh, possible that's... that that Vikings team was kind of a smoke and mirrors team? They were good, but again, it felt a little bit like found money with hmm. Case Keenum oh. and and again, that victory where this Vikings are good. They're like a very good team. Hmm. Point differential, DVOA, no, all that. They're, no. I would like to submit no. the Week 16 game against Green Bay in evidence against this <laughs> assertion. Oh. Right. Okay, how about this? How about this? The Niners are not that great. I mean, they're uh, okay, Niners, but... No, no, they're they're really good, man. They're pretty, they were the one fun. inch away from being a five seed. Yeah, but I mean, I saw them just destroy Green Bay. I saw them beat up New Orleans at the Superdome. I mean, they're a good team, man. But I, th- I mean, okay, I still right. think. But but I'm not as I'm not as down on the Vikings as uh, Doctor Fingers is. I think they got. A I can't win this one. I can't do it. I won't How about this one? Do, I won't get excited about a Vikings team ever again in my life. I made myself that promise in 1999. That's fair. And I've held myself oh, to no, that now for. Right. For no, 20 years. Sad. I'm not starting now. Yeah. I'm not going to start now. Yeah. Yeah. It's friend of the show, Parker Hageman, has advised us just stay dead inside. <laughs> Always. It's the only way. What about momentum? Just kidding. Sorry. Can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I love yeah. the dead silence uh, after that. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, what now? <laughs> the uh, momentum. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, the momentum of, of Tennessee beating, finally getting putting the stake through the heart of the Patriots dynasty is oh going to run God. into Lamar Jackson this weekend. <laughs> Good yeah, luck with momentum, exactly. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, um, I'm I, w- just I would like going to um, say. Oh, sorry. I, just, I wanted to get uh, Doctor Fingers' um, reaction to the Patriots' loss on Saturday night when um, Bill Belichick's um, protege used like that weird uh, clock burning rule, the loophole to just totally frustrate Belichick and 
um, Tom Brady looked like he was seventy five years old. I just, I just wondered if so uh, Doctor Fingers had a reaction to that game. I don't. I don't know if he had one or not. I'll 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 do another stupid anecdote. Uh, I was sitting in bed, and there was a. We have this brand new little puppy that's just a fucking piece of shit terror, and it was finally <laughs> sleeping next to me. Finally, finally. So I was trying everything I could not to move or make a sound like a newborn sleeping, basically, right? And Brady threw that pick six to end the game. And I couldn't control myself. I jumped out of fucking bed, woke the goddamn dog up, <laughs> like pump-fisted. I'm in my boxers and nothing else, just pump-fisting me and this stupid dog in the bedroom. Just, just I did a little dance, and it jumped up and down, and then I had to go take it outside, freezing effing cold, because if it wakes up... Worth it. In, inevitably, it says, I have to pee. Totally worth it. Entirely worth it. Totally. God, it was awesome. Fuck yes. Pick six. What was there, like 25 seconds left? And the ball, they Tennessee punted down to like the half-yard line. And yeah. I, I thought, <laughs> how are the Patriots going to cheat to win this game? How is this going to be possible? There's like 25 seconds. They have to go 99 and a half. Well, no, excuse me. Field goal range, so 60 yards or whatever it was going to be in 20 seconds with no timeouts. How are they going to do this? And then first, right. first play. Pick six. God, it was awesome. Game over. Yeah, but I did you, not expect that. Yeah. I didn't expect yeah, to go, come back and win, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. It was just like such a quick kill shot. Yeah. No, quick but kill I mean, shot. I, I, I half expected like on Sunday morning to wake up and I'd be seeing like, oh, it's in overtime seven and James White just caught a dump off pass to win the game. I just, you know, <laughs> that's just, they decided to put time back on the clock because of some, you know, some codicil on the Faber charter. Arcane I mean, like, 1917 yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, I couldn't, my eyes, I did not trust what my eyes saw. The bills like, well, in 1933, the Duluth Eskimos initiated rule 1742.A, <laughs> and we got it. We get seven seconds back. Fuck. Nope. Dead. Yeah, amazing. Ryan Tannehill. We all knew he would be the guy. <laughs> and he was terrible. He was terrible. He was so bad. Yeah. 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 And they and still won. And, yeah. And until this year, Derrick Henry was a bust, and now he's almost as good as Dalvin Cook. I mean, football's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so do we want to do uh, score predictions, Vikings? Sure. Don't cost nothing. Okay, I'm saying 24-23 Vikings. Wow. That's that's bold. Yeah. I mean, they're both this equal teams. So my 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 I have two questions. Why not us? Why not wow. now? Yep, 24-23. This Mother's Day Celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stu, what do you got? Um, Vikings 23, San Francisco 20. <laughs> Hell yeah. Getting on board. Jonathan, are you still here? Uh, I'm going to go Niners 13, Vikings nothing. <laughs> How are the Niners going to 13, John? Quick follow-up. <laughs> Niners are going to score two touchdowns but miss an extra point, Stu. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. I guess that's obvious. Okay, and chicken. Uh, Niners 100, Vikings 0, running time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god how did i not see that coming damn it okay and then for the rest of the nfl this should be a super fun weekend i love this weekend for football the ravens are like 10 point favorites over the titans now i assume that the ravens uh, again with that uh with that line will probably win and i'm rooting for the ravens on this one it's usually more fun so, to root for the underdogs yes. but I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's incredible to it's, watch. Amen. Yes, he's so much fun to watch. Okay. And then uh, Chiefs, Texans. I think I'm going yeah. Chiefs for this one, yeah. rooting interest-wise. Why? Again, Mahomes. What's – oh, God. I Fuck no? you. The second he started those <laughs> State Farm commercials, I'm out. Him and Aaron <laughs> fucking giving HJs. I'm out. Huh. So National. if Deshaun Watson was in those, uh, then, then you'd I'm out be... on Deshaun Watson. Then I don't know. I, I Once that happens, I'll, we'll cross that bridge. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. I'm out. Right. Interesting. Uh, no, I like the Chiefs a lot. I like oh, the city. I like gross. Kansas City. <laughs> it's fun to have an AFC team to root for. Why do you like Kansas like City? The do you city? have a reason besides barbecue <laughs> that you like Kansas City? Well, Why do I need I mean, a second reason? I don't know. It's an ex- it's a sprawling, poorly organized town that has nothing to recommend it except for barbecue restaurants and ninety seven percent humidity. Well, yeah, but that's and I mean Andy Reid looks like the mayor of a town that's made out of candy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the barbecue still makes it beat a lot of other cities. It's drivable and warm. I mean, if it's Kansas City versus Omaha, I guess I'm going to take Kansas City. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Warren Buffett tried to warn us about 2008. I, I think I'm taking Omaha. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with Kansas City. I'll say that. Well, I, no, you you said you love the city. Now you're walking. Yeah, you said it was a great city. Literally 45 seconds you've walked it back to you're okay with it. (laughs) I'm ambivalent on 
Kansas City. No, you, you just said Frank White's Royals career was underappreciated. I have not heard of this city. What are you talking about? Brandon right now is wearing a Kevin McReynolds jersey and just crying, <laughs> tears rolling down his cheeks. No, that's fine. Love your Chiefs. You should have appreciated Brett Saberhagen when you had the chance. You knew you'd miss him. God damn it. Did, no, Dan Quisenberry was a Hall of Famer. I am a dad. I have to drive to places for some vacations at times. If I got to pick one within like seven hours, that's the one. It's Kansas City. It's warm. What do you Who's you good? love Chicago? You've said before on this Chicago, podcast dude. that you love I'm a, Chicago. I'm a big Chicago guy, but I'm not taking my kids there. I'm a dad. I started what this a, with I'm a dad. Oh, what Chicago about Milwaukee? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, is Milwaukee better than Kansas City? What about Madison? Is what Madison better than Kansas City? If the standard is drivable to... within seven hours, Brandon may have something. Des Moines, there, but that's like Winnipeg's a pile of shit. But like, can you get to Yellowstone you, in seven you, hours? If you what do you have against Bob, natural Bob, beauty, Brandon? Do you want Bob Hamlin to sign your rookie card? Is that what it is? <laughs> sign my rookie card and park my car from valet. That's what Bob Hamlin can do for me. Those two things. <laughs> Uh, I think Kansas City is better than Milwaukee. Am I wrong? Uh, I've never been to Kansas City. Awesome. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out <laughs> cities. Just, just, we're getting to the naming cities part of the podcast. <laughs> Sioux Falls. Ah, geography. Our, our famous geography segment. <laughs> <laughs> think of other cities. What other cities are within seven hours? Let's see Google how many. Map. Thunder Bay, Ontario. <laughs> now there's a city. <laughs> East Grand Forks. What are they? Yeah, have? The, the Stahl know. Brothers Museum. Oh Jesus! Well, you got a problem I did with not know my. Uh, I didn't know Kansas City was a hot take that I had. I thought it was a fine town. No, it's bullshit. Um, it's it's a garbage opinion. S- and fuck you. I'm still for rooting for the Chiefs over it's the Texans. So stupid. The Texans are dumb. I mean, I like Watson, but Mahomes is more fun to watch. So yeah. what else does front runner? Yeah. Rooting rooting for any AFC South team feels wrong. There's just there's a lot of things. Yeah. It's like eating it's like eating dinner at a grocery store. It's possible, but it just doesn't feel right. That's a good point. Is it that is it specifically the AFC South to you? Yes, the whole AFC South. Hmm. Gotcha. I when I saw that there were multiple AFC South teams in the playoffs this year, I thought, huh, that was there some sort of qualification rule I don't know about? That can't be right, can it? Who's in the Tex? Are you saying the Chiefs are in the AFC South? Is that right? No, the Texans are in the South. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Right, okay. <laughs> Good, so you're with me then. You're Once again, me. the Which geography is... portion of the podcast really is doing this very is where well. Here. We fire on all cylinders. Uh, obviously, Vikings over Niners, and then obviously Seahawks over Packers. Can you, Brandon, Seattle's you're going good. to beat the brakes off of Green Bay. They're going to kill Green Bay. It's going to be awesome. Both those teams suck, which is incredible to me. This is like there's only four NFC teams left, and both of them are essentially 500 teams. Should be, point differential-wise, whatnot. Brandon, you're good at defending Crazy. really bad arguments. Can you help me with something that I'm struggling with? There are yes. people that want Green Bay to win so that the Vikings can play Green Bay in the NFC Championship game because they think that would be enjoyable beating the Packers. Mm-hmm. How, 
So people want to beat the Packers, so they're cheering for them to win. Mm-hmm. Can you defend That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard? That's my God. That is such wishful. <clears throat> No, that's terrible. It's like wanting to go into full bankruptcy to use your money to win the lottery just because it would be really fun to win the lottery without any money in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Screwing yourself over for a slight chance of good things happening later. You'd never do that. No. It's bad. These people are so trolls, dumb. internet trolls. Anonymous. Do you think that? Trolls. So you think that's it? They don't really feel that way. They're just trying to. I mean, I don't understand acting that way on the internet, but they're just saying things. Well, man, I mean, the power. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so they say things they don't. You really don't understand. Just get a rise out of people. Hmm. Yeah, you don't really understand trolling. You don't understand anonymity on the internet. Uh-uh. This is all foreign to you. Yeah, you I'm know, not sure. uh, I'm not sure I'm following. Delusional. The power of delusion is is I mean it's powerful it's insane so delusion I guess is the if solution. you get into this sort That's of fantasy sort of space of course the best case scenario I suppose would be beating the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. That's not best case. No, the best that's case not even close. Packers history. losing this weekend. That's always the Packers losing is always the best case scenario. The best case scenario is beating whoever to go to the Super right. Bowl and the state of Wisconsin sliding into Lake Michigan and being forgotten. Yes. Yeah, if that we're going to put on the, on the on the spectrum of uh of 0 to 10 in terms of sports happiness, the Vikings going to the Super Bowl is is just a 10. Like they're it's not going to be any extra just because they beat the Packers rather than beating the Seahawks. It doesn't Amen. really fucking matter at that point, right? Right. And don't discount the fact that then the Packers fans get a weekend of happiness for beating Seattle. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't exactly. want that. I don't want a minute of happiness. I want the opening of well, Seattle to and, be And returned. also, our option of of them losing this weekend or them losing next weekend... They're still losing. We still Amen. get the happiness no matter what, right? Yes, that's my overall. That's it's sort overall of like point. when people uh, have a kid and they they uh, don't want to find out the gender because they want it to be a surprise, right? It's a surprise either way. It's a surprise at twenty weeks or it's a surprise at forty hmm. weeks. You don't lose the surprise. It's just a different time for the surprise. Hmm. You don't. There's no. There's no pro to that con. So in this. Yes, they should lose immediately. We want them to lose immediately, and then we want to beat the Seahawks. Yeah, and that is really, the dream as, scenario. As a Vikings fan, do you want to play against Green Bay and the refs in the NFC Championship game? Do you Absolutely really want not. that? Absolutely not. No. Even if it was written out beforehand that the Vikings would win, just no, thank you. I, nope. I don't want any. I, yeah. I just okay. Duh. Well, it's good to know that Dumb. we're on the same page. Yeah. Imagine that week of the annoyance of all these Packer fans oh. with like the weird trash talk, unimaginative, mm-hmm. crass, uh, uncouth, uh, really just just grade F trash talk. We'd have to just <laughs> well, endure it all yeah, week but I long. Mean, yeah, right, right. 
Well, the Wi-Fi at Family Court is robust. They can really leave a solid Facebook insult for you. <laughs> they have so much time waiting in line at uh, at court. Yes. Whoever told you that, chicken, uh, you are very free to troll them. Yeah. Will it do. Was probably Michael Rand. It was almost it, definitely. It, it was. Rand. That's 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 cut the bullshit. It was. It, it very <laughs> much was. It, uh, You're it just was... looking for an angle, man. He's a you know these journalists, the lamestream media. <laughs> all right, that's all the football I had. I have no other football talk. Wow. Anyone else? No. It's good. Nope. I'm I'm I'm, unless, I'm footballed out. Unless. What well? What's going to be the next topic? <coughs> I just uh, the only the only other thing I can think of for football is just this discussion has made me start making a contingency plan, like a what if the Vikings actually do play the Packers in an NFC Championship game? Like, <laughs> none of us. How are far away? How no. far away would my family have to be? Should I be in my own home or? <laughs> Where would I be? Where I, I, I have the least chance of damaging myself or anything else. What What should be my plan there? There's yeah, There's yeah, a lot of areas. Out a padded room, right, John? Listen, yes. Can you, can you hear my voice, John? Yes, Seattle is too. the better team. They have the better quarterback okay. and the better defense. They'd have a better running game, but like our top seventeen running backs all got hurt. So they have Marshawn Lynch and uh, Homer Simpson are their two running backs. <laughs> so that and Green Bay, if they were smart, would like focus. They have a very good running back, but I don't think their rookie head coach is going to let Aaron Rodgers let the running game win a playoff game for him at Lambeau. So, oh God, no! I no. So I think Seattle will win that game. They'll win it handily. And if somehow the Vikings can pull it off against San Francisco, they will be playing against Seattle. You don't have to worry about a Vikings-Green Bay NFC Championship game. I'm not worried about anything yet. I'm just making contingencies. Well, no, I mean... It's good to think through it. Then you'll know how to react in the moment. It's smart. Well, yeah, you should... I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, like, contingency plans for everything, but I don't think it's a top-of-mind worry. Ugh. Everything would have to be extremely uh, good for the Vikings and extremely bad for America for this to happen. I think my only strategy is if the Vikings beat the 49ers, I, I plan to be drunk for that game. And if the mm-hmm. Packers are also Good plan. involved the next week, I'm just going to spend the next week of my life completely drunk. God, that's a great plan. This is just, this is a public notice to employers. Yes. Employers, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> officers of the law, anyone else who I might come into contact no, over no, that week. That's not necessary, just John. I've looked into it. Leave me be. To, you don't need to formally notify anybody to, to be drunk all week. Otherwise, I'm in. It's free country. A <laughs> lot of, lot of it, trouble. It, yeah, if that, if that law got changed, then Chicken has some phone calls to make. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's my only other football thought. Great. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, our next segment, probably our last segment. This is another episode of our world-famous um, segment called Sports Fixers. This is where we throw brilliant ideas out into the world of how to fix certain elements of our favorite sports. And then, most likely, it hasn't happened yet, um, but it will pretty soon here, they do come to fruition at some point, and then we take credit for them. So we do the first part, and then we just sort of wait. So 
this week, John has uh, has asked to take the floor. I have more than anything. I have a question, and this is directed mostly at Brandon because it's NBA re- related, and somewhat directed at Stu. And I can only imagine how Chicken is going to approach this question. He's, he's never going to come back. We should have tabled this for next week. So one Shit. of the things, one of the things that people talk a lot about with the NBA is how the season should be shorter. And <laughs> there's this constant give and take with between the players and the league and the TV and how how do we keep revenue up. Mm-hmm. If they're going to shorten the season, I think everybody agrees that it would be better if the season was about 60 games long or so, but they can't figure out how to make that work revenue wise because yep. there, there'd be so much lost revenue. And I'm on record as saying the best idea would be just to have every team play other, every other team twice and cut down the playoffs. And that seems like it would be fine. But knowing that there's that, that give and take between the revenue and the length of the season. Here's my question. So the NBA season starts the last week of October and goes through like the second week of April, maybe like five and a half months, maybe stretching to six, depending on how you feel about the preseason. Why don't, instead of shortening the season, why don't they just extend that out to like a nine month season? Mm. The NBA finals end in June. Why don't they start again about August 10th? And just spread the games out a little bit more. So the same number of games. The less... same number of games, but instead of waiting until hockey season starts. I, is there any reason that you can't play basketball games in August? Clearly there's not, because the WNBA plays in the summer. So there's no, there's nothing preventing those arenas from getting used. It's not like when the league was founded in 1948 or whatever, when those arenas were used for horse shows all summer or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There, right. There's no reason, there's no reason you can't play NBA games in August. So why not just stretch it out? Do you think the I players would want that? I don't know what the players would want, but it doesn't, it, it seems like they pretty much, it, it, it's not like they go off and, Everybody just goes on a cruise for four months and then has to start getting back in shape. Like, this is 1963. They all pretty much start working out about a week after the season ends. Yeah, that's true. That was going to be my first thing, though, of, like, they do probably want some sort of, like, I want to let my body go to shit for two weeks and then I can get back in the gym for another X amount of time. And finally, when spring or training camp starts and all that sort of stuff, it ends up being... They need the time right. off, maybe. But I don't know, man. I would love basketball always being around. How so? How me. long is the off season now? Real? I mean, for for teams like the Timberwolves, the off season is six months long. <laughs> yeah, probably pretty close. Like from game to you know last game to first game, sort of stuff. They have training camp months. and all that sort. Yeah. But I bet they they right. probably get at least three months to like. We'll see you in three months. Like a summer vacation sort of deal, it mimics hockey pretty closely, right? And under yours, under your proposal, John, how long would the off season be? Uh, I'm for for the sake of this proposal, I'm going to say the NBA season would now start the first week of August. Therefore, for the teams that were in the finals, the off season would be about six seven weeks long. 
for the teams that weren't in the finals. And I'm also in favor of cutting down the playoffs a little bit, so mm-hmm. maybe we could end the finals before Memorial Day and everybody could have two months off and then start again the first week of August. That seems fair. Here's my concern, John. Well, okay. Here's my concern. I believe that NBA fans, more than most professional sports, enjoy the drama of things that are actually that the drama of things that do not occur on the court just as much as the actual sport on the court. They, if not more, because the I just I watch it and I don't see how in any way it's enjoyable. But I find there are people who do enjoy the actual sport, but just as much, if not more, so they like the what team is this free agent going to pick what trades can we come up with because one player is so important in basketball trades can be so monumentally important that's fun for a lot of fans that off-season speculation um Mm -hmm. again on free agents on trades on you know is is steve kerr gonna ignore china's social injustices that all of these things that occur during the off season. Um, yeah. I think people enjoy the NBA fans in particular enjoy the off season and the drama that occurs just as much as the actual sport itself. Shrinking that to just a six week period when it was like a four month period. Do you think that that could impact that part of fans enjoyment? Well, I, I do love the I, drama. I'm a messy bitch I, who loves drama. <laughs> I I do know that the other day I ran across an article that was wine mom thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I can hear a hockey mom saying that exact thing entirely. I, you know what? I have to admit it. I am a messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> Sorry, John, keep going. Sorry, John, go ahead. Oh. I, I will say the other day I ran across an article. It was focused on who is going to have the most money to spend next year in free agency. And broadly speaking, I thought that I understood how free agency worked and how salary caps worked. But I read that entire article about who had cap space and who had max contracts and who had ex- this kind of exception or that kind of exception. And I very quickly realized that at some point the business of the NBA and the roster building rules of the NBA got away from me and now they are utterly mystifying to me. So maybe there are NBA fans who really enjoy talking about who has what exception left and what they might do with that exception and max contracts and whatever. But it seems to me that people like that only because they don't have another option. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, specifically, though, you do need to do a lot of, like, businessy team-building stuff in that little off-season. Free agency and and other signings and all the movements that have to happen throughout that. It's not – the off-season is not just about rest. About I, rest I don't too, know. So. John, I mean this with all respect in the world. I really do. I'm not sure that you're the most prototypical NBA fan. I, I, 
you may yeah. be the oldest NBA fan in the world. And I don't mean <laughs> age-wise. I mean just personality-wise. You are by far. If, it's true. I, you, Bob Cousy would be – if you, he could come back, you would do a cartwheel. Listen, Pistol Bill game. Russell. Now there was a man you could set your watch by. <laughs> set your watch by. And you still, uh, you still enjoy the NBA, but I don't think that you are – you're the demographic that they are longing for. Yeah, I think that you definitely need a little bit longer off season for lots of different things. Other team, like there's other uh, world championship stuff that happens in the summer that teams need to go do and or players need to nobody, go do. Nobody, nobody. Well, I take it back. I was going to say nobody plays in the world championship, but the correct statement is nobody American plays in the world championship. Correct. Yep, a lot of other guys like to do it. But I do think starting just a few weeks earlier even uh, would help spread it out and it would be better. Um, but it is an interesting thing about the NBA, and I think it's it may be unique to the NBA, is thinking about this player getting traded to that team is a conversation I could have about almost every any player, any potential trade, and thinking through how that would look and how that team would work, just because there's so much like they have to play with each other, uh, play with each, yeah, yeah. Um, where so there was like a rumor that Ben uh, Ben Simmons would be traded for D'Angelo Russell, and I could have easily gone out for a happy hour with another guy and talked about that for like an hour, which is insane. This is the stupidest. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a rumor. I would never do that with any other sport. Like, if someone's like, oh, Mike Trout, Mike had traded to the Dodgers, you'd go, oh, all right, well. Oh, that's my point. Happens. I don't, what do you, so, who gives a shit? Like, I, I don't care. Or, like, football, if you're like uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Russell Wilson could get traded for each other, you'd go, oh, wow, real, okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. It's well, the, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit. Uh, there's no other. Is hockey, maybe, if. No, I think football's the next because I I do think there'd be a lot of discussion around Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers getting traded for each other. But it, it doesn't But no, it's not even they got it. traded. It's there's a rumor that they might get traded. I would love to just go, boy, I wonder how would that work? So then Aaron Rodgers would be there and then does mm-hmm. that mean that he'd be scrambling more or less because of this offensive whatever. But like in basketball, we do that all the time and it's legitimately interesting. Um, uh, so I do like that stuff, but the hype of, at, at the end of this happy hour about Ben Simmons and D'Angelo Russell, we leave and the trade never happens. It still would have been fun for me. I know that sounds insane. It is. It is insane. I'm, I'm just asking questions, John. I, I'm not. Now, look, I'm not in favor of the NBA expanding its season. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's that's my hell. <laughs> But <laughs> we'd be talking about it even more. I mean, uh, we, uh, but I mean, we're going to be talking about it no matter what, Chicken. Do you want us to be talking about off-season drama, or do you want us to be talking about the the X's and O's of what happened last game? It's all is it all terrible to you, or can you at least get on board with some of it because it's funny or weird or interesting? No, I can't get on board with any of it. I it's, I think it's all bad. I mean, I look yeah, at. I got it. I look at the Wolves and I just I I look at it and I find it remarkable that there's that you're even fans still. I think that this Rosas character has been a complete failure already and nobody can see it. And you're all just hopeful and Cat has got Well, 
calendar I'm all about on the his long wall game. with like a red sharpie, just crossing off the days until he can get out out of here. And he's uh, just like, I'm getting paid today again. I haven't like done a thing. Prison. I've never shown up to the office. It's amazing. I'm sorry, Alec. <clears throat> I love the long I, view. I, you know that. I want them to make you happy. Is what I want. And I don't think no. it's ever going to happen. <laughs> nah. Nope. I have no... That's like asking for your uncle who's been in prison. I just want him to straighten up and get off the heroin. It's not going to happen. Nope. No, it's not going to happen. I'm going to love my uncle anyway. That's what yep. I want to do. Well, yeah, he's a heroin. People don't change. He's got the good <laughs> shit, man. He's got good drugs. I mean, it's incredible. You guys ever tried heroin? It's unbelievable. Took <laughs> a turn, and let's look. Yeah, we are past the hour mark of the podcast. <laughs> All right, best drugs ranking uh, <laughs> the top twenty-seven that I've tried. <laughs> oh boy. John, I think of uh of all the ideas we've had, this is this is a pretty good one. It's good. I like this it. is one of them. It's no rocket skates, but it's still well, it's still <laughs> above average. We did go back and look at that the proposed NBA fixes that we had. It was in episode three, if you could believe that, in two thousand thirteen. We oh my proposed God. a number of of uh NBA fixes because in your last episode you tried to name the four wide receivers in the Houston Oilers run and shoot offense. Run and gun, yeah. Run, run and gun <laughs> offense, run, yeah. And uh, I had recalled that we tried to do that one time before, but just because <laughs> I thought it was funny that the sport of podcast has now twice tried to name all of the four <laughs> wide receivers like you've covered. The podcast has now covered everything that's ever happened Think in of the most boring ever. trivia you could ever think of. <laughs> we did it twice. And now we're, we're circling all back. We've covered of all it. the markers to it's show it. just how out of ideas we are. That one was the it's, one that finally I, got us. Am I going crazy? Because I swear we, the podcast has done this before. No, I was right. Episode three, all four Houston Oilers wide receivers. I mean, to be to be fair, we've done almost 300 episodes of the podcast, and on every one of them I've talked about how the Wild are in salary cap jail and they're getting <laughs> old and they don't have any That's ways true. to improve. So. so there's that. That's been covered. 297 times. Then we fuck up some geography. All four (laughs) Oiler wide receivers twice. We get an argument about... Did you go back and listen to the whole episode or just like... Uh, Not the whole thing, but part. I did catch the NBA fixes that were proposed. If you all very quickly, um, one of them was uh, seven second shot clock. (laughs) Oh, I remember this one. Seven second shot clock. Yeah, just from um, half court shots. Yeah. Wasn't there all? Wasn't there another one about punching people? Well, uh, uh, you if you get a technical foul, you get three points. You you gain three points for for, for <laughs> right. getting a technical foul. It's a good it's a good clothesline. That's three points right there. It's got to be a legit clothesline, not this kind of ticky tack soft crap that they call. Now, like right, you got like a good, land. like a 1980s <laughs> clothesline, both feet off the floor, dick buck kiss, like your your arms taped up into a club, dick buck kiss clothesline, Jack Tatum, Jack, uh, <laughs> yes, um, is that a guy? No timeouts. That was one of them. And every off season, the teams are picked out of a hat. 
ran the, the, the entire rosters are reshuffled. All the names of the, all the players are thrown into a hat, and all the teams are repicked out of a hat every summer. So we really started on a high, and then it's all <laughs> kind of been downhill from there because that's that's pretty good content. That's gold. That's great content. And named right all there. the named all the Oilers. That was our third one. John and I sat down and we said, we're going to be good at this. <laughs> and then by the third episode, we're like, hey, we're who, are the Oilers? <laughs> who are the Oilers receivers? I... What were they? Yeah. Wow. We ran out of steam so quickly. And that was uh, seven years ago and two hundred, <laughs> almost 300 episodes ago. And I'm sure after that we were thinking, okay, we're gonna improve. Like it's, it, we're gonna get better. Somehow. It's gonna take we, some time. We can't do that Oilers thing again. If anything, we learn anything. <laughs> never do that Oilers bit again. It's just gonna be some practice. That Malcolm Gladwell. You just gotta keep put in the reps. We'll get better. And yeah, right. 70. We're just kind of getting our feet wet. <sighs> oh boy. Well, here's to maybe seven years from now. <laughs> 2027. That's when we'll finally have hit our stride. Fast Episode forward 300 in 2027. Fast forward. <laughs> Rank the top drugs that we've done. <laughs> I wasn't kidding about the heroin. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, what do you think? Should we call it? I think that's probably enough. Yeah, it's yep. getting... It's ten thirty for Christ's sake! My oh, God, crap it is. Oh. Look at us. Oh. All right, cool. Well, uh, chicken, so happy to have you back. This is a fun one. Um, hope to uh, hear your sweet voice again. And go Vikings! Go Vikings! Go Vikings! Skull dip. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 